following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Bullshit and energy! It's always rebels on top, baby! But we keep the format anyway! T.T. Schmook is a robot sex bot Stinky stinks so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel! Come on, characters, nobody likes you! Let desire fuel your confidence! Welcome to We Talk Games, the only weekly video game arcade review show featuring Mike Fritz in the booth. Yo. How's that? That was great. Yeah. I'm Wiggly. On the Skype pipe is Kyle Von Kubik. How's it going, everybody? Everybody's doing good. Hey, how y'all doing out there? You all survived a month of uh, sports games. Sportuary is over. It was a huge success. Now it's back to whatever the hell we feel like. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about a game by Namco, yeah, which came out in 1998. It actually is a game that not a lot of people have heard of, and it's actually one of the last games in this sort of genre to be in the arcade, but it would continue on the consoles and especially on Nintendo DS and uh, such systems like that. We haven't talked about a Namco game <laughs> since... July 14th, and that game was the Alfoxies. That is a very high watermark for the next Namco title we're going to talk about. I don't think it will have anything to do with or be able to... quality of game. Yes, that's true. That's true. Fun factor. And it's a polygon game that I actually enjoy, which uh, is rare for arcade games. I think this is the first polygonal game where I can actually appreciate the style of it. Like, we've talked about this in the past. The PlayStation 1 it has a huge library of games, but it's very hard to go back and play those games because mm-hmm. most of them look very blocky and muddy and, and just terrible. And Toshindini. You know? Right. <laughs> so a lot of people have nostalgia about the 8-bit style or the 16-bit style, and we've mused about, you know, in the future, are we going to have indie games that are, like, really crappy polygon-type games? I don't know. But (laughs) this game has those PlayStation 1 polygonal graphics, which is a mix between these very blocky, chunky polygons, as well as those um, pre-rendered polygons that would turn into raster sprites. Yep. Those Alla mixed two. Rare. Think Final Fantasy VII. It's probably the best example of that mashup uh-huh. where you had some pre-rendered polygons that were the background, and then you had your actual polygons moving on top of it. That's what you see in this game, but it's awesome. It yeah. totally works for this game. I don't think about the polygons except for when my monkey is <laughs> is walking around getting ready to choose what games he wants to play. So let's just talk about it. It's or, called... Or uh, he flips and shows his butthole. <laughs> he does show his butt. 
We are talking about variety shooting, Tenkamori shooting. Wait, veracity. What is it called? Variety game, Tenkamori shooting. That's what it's called. Variety yes. game, Tenkamori shooting. Came out 1998 by Namco. Namco. Yeah, and uh, this was way before Super Monkey Ball or any type of monkey balls. <laughs> and it, st- it starred two monkeys, uh, and the monkeys would go through and play these little mini games. This was not the first mini game related arcade game, and not even the first mini game related Namco game. Let's go into a little bit of making mechanics before we start here. Okay. 1990, Bonanza Brothers came out by Sega. Now, this was more of a shooter-style game. It featured the Blues Brothers. It it was uh, Robo and Mobo. Now, this was not the same type of game as Tenkamori Shooting, but it would lead into the Puzzle on Action titles, which I loved getting for my Saturn as an import. 1992 was Puzzle on Action Tant dash r which i like to call taint r um, <laughs> by sega which uh, featured the characters from bonanza brother then puzzle in action ichidant r came out by sega in 1994 1997 even was puzzle and action treasure hunt so you had three puzzle and action titles before you had the tenkamori shooting now these puzzle and action games i could talk about just as much as tenkamori shooting they're all quality titles and they all have weird shaded they're more like garage shaded characters you know they're 3d characters and you go Mm -hmm. through and play mini games now it's mostly all in japanese so figuring out what the mini game is might take you you know one playthrough or two but it's nothing it's really that difficult. And one of the interesting things is if you do Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, you get to see Robo and Mobu in there in the Race of Ages track. Okay. Yeah. There's also a Bonanza Brothers slot machine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. By Namco, you had Point Blank, which came out in 1994, which is the mm-hmm. same year that uh, Puzzle in Action 2 came out. And this is also known as Gun Bullet or Gun Burrito, if you ever want to have Sounds a delicious. burrito with guns in it. <laughs> Point Blank 2 or Gun Barai or Gun Baru came out in 1999. That was in the arcade. You can also get these for your PlayStations. And you know that Point Blank is a very, very fun shooting style game. It's all mini Love it. games of shooting. There's also three, uh, yeah. 1999, which was Ghoul Panic or Oh, Back Yoon. which was a haunted house theme and uh, with 3d graphics and point blank three actually came out in 2000 so ghoul panic was not part of the point blank series so that was 1999 uh, the same year as uh, point blank two and then point black point blank three or gunbalina came out in the year 2000 i love point blank so much that i have the home console version of it with the light gun peripheral namco put out yeah and it is still hooked up to the same tube television <laughs> yeah i think it's 24 inches as well as the vcr because <laughs> the uh, the tube television only had an rf in I so i needed you. the vcr to put in the component <laughs> cables to play the game so i have a playstation one hooked up to a mitsubishi vcr which is hooked up to a toshiba tube television for the sole purpose of playing point blank. It's so good. It's so good. It really, it's, I love that franchise. And two players, a way to go on that. I mean, point blank DS, horrible. That game should be called tapping screen because that's all it is. It's a light gun game. You need a light gun to play it. That's true. Tenkamori shooting came out Mm -hmm. then in 1998. So after 
just about everything I mentioned um, and before Point Blank 2. And it's deceiving because one of the reasons I want, well, the main reason I wanted to play this was because I saw monkeys and I saw throwing things at a sushi chef. Sushi chef, sushi chef. Ever oh, throw okay. sushi at a chef? It's great. I'm I not even trying to say it. A sushi chef. <laughs> Somehow, uh, so <laughs> if I you're struggling to say it, my head will explode <laughs> via scanners. Well, if my, I try. <laughs> my tongue had a stroke. Oh, I see. That's one of my favorite things that you say. <laughs> <laughs> so Tenkamore shooting is deceiving because it's not a gun game. You play with a joystick and a button. But it has the same style of uh, mini game selection, variety games as the Point Blank series did. And the best way I could sum up this game is if here I'll do it this way, Wiggly. Okay. Yeah. You like Point Blank? I do. You like shooters? Yeah. You're going to love this game. <laughs> right. Because that's really all it is. It's around 25 mini games, I think. I tried to play through all of them. Let's set it up from the top. You're a monkey. Yes. And a witch has kept... Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely some influence there going on with, uh, what are they called? Gaku Rangers or Turd oh, Rangers? I can't remember. It's something with an S, I thought. Or is that just the term for the different colored characters? You now with... everybody's yelling into their walk. Send your hate right mail now. to Stinky the Game Master. Stinky at WeTalkGames.com. <laughs> yeah. When they brought it over here and, and mashed it up with Saved by the Bell, forget it. Uh, <laughs> No good. Uh, yeah. no good. Although I do watch Pink Ranger on the television program from Canada called mm -hmm. Flashpoint. And I really like that show. Gotcha. It's not the best show. They're part of this tactical force, which is like SWAT, except that they also do psychological evaluations of the perpetrators or actors. I don't watch it for the stories because some of them go a little bit A-teamy, but the technical parts of the show, fantastic. I mean, learning about the different code names that they use. Now, I don't know if this is across the board. If someone has a clear shot through a sniper rifle or some other thing, they, they say, I have the solution. If they say no joy, that means they don't have a clear shot of anybody. And if the commander gives the code Scorpio. If they say Scorpio, that means take the shot anytime you feel that it, the time's right. So it wow. gets it, you know. Pretty dark for a Canadian television. It is. It Do is. they eat poutine at least? They eat poutine. I've never heard an A or anything like that no. in this show because it's in Montreal and I have a feeling. But they say sorry. Wait, is Montreal in not, Canada? Not yes. French? It's a part of Quebec. It's part of Quebec. Okay, so it's in. I think it's in Montreal, Quebec, because okay. um, I see that needlely point thing. Is that mm -hmm. is that in is that in Montreal? Needlely point thing. Yeah, the needlely point restaurant with the flying saucer on top. I think that's Seattle. Flying, it is. Yeah, <laughs> flying saucers do tie into this game, though. I have a feeling that the that they that they don't like the French Canadians. It is nothing but like people from New York. I think. You know what I mean? <laughs> frankly, frankly, who does? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Other French Canadians, I guess. But no, they uh, don't even like each other. I mean, let's think. Let's. It's got the Pink Ranger in it, so there you go. You know, one hundred percent game I mean, talk, no filler. You know how cute she used to be because she had that great smile. Well, those buck teeth are still there. Those giant teeth are still in her. <laughs> I think she has eighty-five teeth, like Andre the Giant does. And <laughs> I think she only has that smile because it's almost impossible for her to close her lips over those giant teeth of hers. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So let's talk about what you are. You're a monkey. Please. 
Yeah. You're a monkey. You want to go in this tower. They yell Scorpio. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they say, I have, the solution. The shot. I have the solution for playing Galaga. Can I just get to the point of the 25 mini games yes. are all in the shooter shmup genre? No, 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 no. There's no okay. shmups. I, well, for, for for some listeners who like to use that term, yeah. that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the, the different shooters that, uh, you know what's cool about Namco? And we talked yeah. about this last pack month. Namco curate their games. Like, I think only Nintendo cares about their characters as much. Like oh, Namco yeah. I, I really was thinking w- about that, about how you said that. Namco almost pulled their characters out of the Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph because they wanted Dig Dug to be unemployed. Right. But they don't realize how much backstory is not even released to the public about You're these right. characters and how much they love these characters. I hate the yeah. characters. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's cool is because Namco has a um, deep history when it comes to shooters, space shooters, mm-hmm. I just see a lot of love in this game. This game sure. has a lot of heart. Yeah. And when you're saying some of these tie into shooters, you it actually ties into real shooters like Twin Cobra, Xevious, mm-hmm. Ryan, Galaga, Galaga. They um, turn Dig Dug into a shooter. <laughs> they do. In fact, they turn Dig Dug into a balloon harpooning game, <laughs> and I hate that hate. fucking genre. And I love that mini game. <laughs> I hate balloon harpooning games, and that one was fun. Yeah, and you know what? They even copy a Nichibutsu game in this. Which one's that? Arm Formation Z. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks like that. All right, so, so I'm sorry. Rita Repulsa is at the top of this tower, and she captures your monkey friends, and you're a monkey. So you have to get up this tower. Now, there's three towers. Easy, regular? Maybe? Medium, Medium, I think. And then hard. Now, right. hard, spoiler alert, it's the only way you're going to be able to beat the witch and rescue your brother monkey that was stolen. Right. The problem is, is that you don't want to start out in hard or you will never want to play this game again. (laughs) (laughs) You got to work your way up to hard. Hard is hard. And some, I played every single mini game because I really wanted to make sure I hit them to see what you do in them. Some of the mini games will have instructions. Most of them don't because it's just try to shoot and reach a certain score or do this in a certain time limit. Kill two tanks. uh, Yeah, similar to point blank. Exactly, exactly. But some of the mini games I could not defeat, even if they got down to the super simple levels. And we'll talk about how the difficulty of certain stages can be decreased with the addition of extra quarters. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about the games? I love some of these wacky... uh, Well, we already mentioned that a lot of them are shooters. So you're going to have that Xevious. You're going to have that right end type of things. There's one part where you're more like a 1942, 1941 game. You have to do the thing that I hate to do in those games, which is collect the medals. Yeah. After you shoot the enemy planes, some of them will drop medals instead of power-ups, and you have to collect those medals. Well, one of one of these mini-games, you have to go in, and that's the goal, is to collect X amount of medals. Yeah, and I was easy. Never, that was even difficult. I, I was never able to collect all those medals. Right. People are shooting at you. Tanks are shooting at you. Knowing when to fire on these airplanes to be able to swoop across and get medals was just very difficult. You had uh, this one part where you're fighting a giant moth, and the moth is made out of polygons, and you're a yes. sprite. But you're flying over like a polygon city, sort of like... Um, Einhander. Yeah, Einhander. Yep, I was uh, thinking about that. You have to shoot the moth in the mouth. I, I could shoot the moth. It was hard to shoot him in the mouth. 
Yeah, and he shoots um, the Giga Beam. Beam. Yeah. So yeah, some of my favorite yeah. mini games were the ones where it took the shooter genre and treated it a little more abstractly, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the one where you're a guy at a disco and you have to shoot your hearts to your quote unquote honey up on the stage. This is where it's very Japanese. Yes, because of course, here's where the misogyny and sexism comes in. <laughs> but not but, only uh, that. These disco dancers that are trying to block you as well as your hearts from yeah. hitting your honey in the time limit. Yeah. When she gets hit by the hearts, massive cleavage is shown. Right. But <laughs> when you hit the Elvises and the other disco dancers, they be- and dogs, they become enamored to you and they come yes. and kiss you and try to get up all on you, which uh, slows you down and trying to toss your hearts to your honey. And when you first play this, when you think, okay, I have to be careful and really try to thread the needle with my hearts. No, you have to hammer on those hearts yes. to get the, the metric that uh, she needs to be satisfied by you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the time limits are like 15 seconds, so you got to act fast. They're very It's short. like Twitch games, you know? It is, but... Um, the Sushi skillful. Chef yeah. is another example of this. Like, when you distill that game or this Sushi Chef game that I'm about to talk about, it is Space Invaders. When you distill it down to what a base game mechanic is, sure. it's a Space Invader game. Yeah. Which, again, I like this, these reimagining. So the uh, Sushi Chef, it kind of reminds me of... And I guess because it dealt with sushi as well. Back on the Nintendo 64 for Pokemon Stadium, there was a group of mini games where you were a lick a tongue and you had to gobble up sushi. The difference being, while you still had to move fast and, and select the correct sushi to eat, you're serving the sushi in this game by throwing the plates betwixt sushi mm. to hit another sushi that's being demanded by, I guess, the chef with your plate. And there's obviously a little bit of delay between the two conveyor belts, which are moving in the opposite direction, carrying the sushi mm. and your plate either through or hitting the wrong sushi and being served up. Right. Again, you distill it down. It's Space Invaders. But the little little added panache put onto the game it makes it really enjoyable i don't think they could be full games but in the 15 seconds or 30 seconds you're playing them they're extremely enjoyable and i already touched on another one of my favorites is the reimagining of dig dug where they remixed the theme song and they basically turned dig dug into a balloon harpooning shooter game where the polkas are coming from the top of the screen down bouncing off the ground and you're shooting these i guess they're darts into them that are blowing them up and i think you have to hit them with five darts to make them explode or rupture as the game says right the hardest part about this is is that as they're bouncing at you and you begin to inflate them if they land on you you get knocked down for a little while and then so it's very difficult to dodge them while you're still trying to blow it's, uh, once again, you have to hammer on the, the shoot button so that you can blow them up as quickly as possible. None of these games you should take lightly, except for the games where you have a limited amount of bullets or what have you. Like there's a Shogun level where yes. you have to hit the Shogun that's being guarded by all these ninjas, and maybe you only have two Shuriken to throw at him. That's where you do have to thread the needle. He's moving around. All these ninjas are going around in circles. You can use your first Shuriken to take out maybe one of the ninjas so you have a better shot shot but mm-hmm. uh, once you hit him it's hilarious because he goes bouncing all around the screen and he cracks the screen he and hits into he sm- the screen yeah and then he smashes his his face and his nose and everything against the screen and slides down it but another good uh, game in that type of limited ammo type of mechanic 
is the missile command reimagining where you have a <laughs> missile truck and you're shooting into these cluster of planes. That's another difficult one. And you really have to time your shots well because you only got three missiles. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to destroy in the in the easiest level, you have to destroy 20 planes. And later on, it's much more than that. Yeah. So you got to wait for these large clusters, time your missile just right. And much like missile command, it makes a big um, area of explosion, which can hit other planes. Right. And you got to time it just right. Chain reactions. Uh, there's another yes. part like that where you're a uh, fellow with some fireworks on your back. Yes. And then you shoot these fireworks up into UFOs. They're UFOs you like with the ball, the balls on the bottom. Yep. There's more UFOs that happen in different parts of the game, too. I can't recall what. But well, in, there's one difficult one where it's like, shoot the mothership. And I could never get that one either. Right. Yeah, where it was yeah, like almost was a bullet hell game. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just tap to get out of the way of something. Because that's what you usually do in bullet hell. You usually move in very small amounts. I said thread the needle about 750 times this episode, but <laughs> that's what you really have to do. So this one, you have to blow up uh, pretty many UFOs, but there's a um, there's regular silver UFOs, and then there's ones that are a different color, and I can't remember if they're orange or green or whatever. And the trick to that one is, is to start off a chain reaction, and you do that by hitting those special colored UFOs, and they in turn will blow up the entire stack that's coming down at you. They come down at you like a Galaga or mm-hmm. a Galaxian or something like that. And there is a Galaga apart and fortunately you start with the twin shooter now you don't start with the triple shooter which is sad because as you know the triple shooter is my favorite ship to use in galaga galaga Mm. 89 88 or whatever (laughs) and that is the galactic dancing part of galaga and you have to you have to clear a certain um, number of the bug ships yep there's also a part where it's almost like a frogger except it's frogger with a grenade with a rampage building so (laughs) you're a guy that has to cross five lanes of traffic i think that's going in all different types of directions and your goal is to throw a number of grenades at this building to destroy this building yeah like the unabomber (laughs) no not like ted kaczynski Exactly. For the kids. For the kids. And it's pretty difficult, too, because if you get hit by a car, you get bounced all the way back to the other side of the road. So all these games have parts of them that will waste your time, not just by making you having to do something over, but having to almost go from start. You know? Yeah. There's also this weird one where you're a fish. You squirt water at Galaga-type bees, they're flying around above you in a very nicely rendered forest scene. When you shoot them, they fall into the water, and then you turn into this weird type of different fish. <laughs> it's the same fish, but his jaw opens like way too wide. It's very disturbing because it's really rendered almost like a photograph, and then you have to eat the fly. So you have to shoot the bugs down and then eat them, and, and this is also a very difficult stage as well because your aiming isn't straight up and down. It's diagonal, and uh, mm. it's hard to shoot straight up and down and then to be able to shoot down a whole bunch of bugs at once and then be able to turn your fish around and eat them is quite difficult did you play the mini game where you're protecting the sacks of rice from the crows i played all of them all right and And with the poopatross and it reminded me of that space invader knockoff we played where we were fighting crows don quixote which yes we'll never be able to remember the name of that game you got crows pooping on you and you're trying to and you shoot at them like space invaders and like don quixote game uh (laughs) Except they don't disappear and, and show uh, the pixel that's covering up the actual Space Invader ship in back of them. <laughs> um, and you try to protect the bags of rice. And if they steal one bag, it's over. Yep. So many good. G- oh, I like the math game. 
It's very simple math. It's plus and minus. <laughs> so there's a professor on the board and he says, you know, five minus one. Uh, duh. You know, but, <laughs> but there's five balls with the answer that are numbered one, two, three, four, and five bouncing around the screen. And you have to shoot that ball. It's not always easy because the balls are going on top of one another. And when you get the answer wrong, don't waste your time because you have to right. wait for them to go. Pro, pro, pro player tip on this game would be that keep firing because even if the doors start to close, you're past zero. If yes. your bullets are in the air and they happen to hit something that you're trying to shoot at, it'll count towards your metric. And there were so many times I hit the exact number by continuing to fire as the doors were closing on this. And same advice inverted with the crow sacks of rice game that we were talking about on the harder levels, obviously more difficult. I just made it in. Two crows had swooped down and actually they'll work faster together if there's two crows on a sack. Got it nearly to the top of the screen, but the door shut. Oh, right great. before they got up there and I got the success. Fantastic. Yeah, so just hang on. <laughs> ABS, always be shooting, and then hang on. There's a lot of other things. This is a game you're going to return to. I plan on returning to it again and again. You know what was another one, tough one? You have to hit this crazy amount of bugs, and you only have one bomb, and the bomb's attached to your ship. You hit A to release the bomb from the biplane while all these flies are trying to circle around you and hit you. So you have to try to avoid all these flies, make them come in from the sides of the screen to try to get you, and then hit the A to drop the bomb. When the bomb hits, all the flies get sucked into this vortex. Now, if a bug hits you, your bomb will automatically drop. The bugs get wise to this and they scatter out of the way. Really? Yeah. I, so, I missed that game. I didn't play that one. Oh, it's really, really Sounds difficult. challenging. Because you have to kill like 60, 70 bugs, and it's almost impossible to dodge them. The trick to that one is to try to stay towards the bottom of the screen initially and then start flying around to try to avoid the, the other bugs coming in from the sides. If you just go up right away and try to, to weave in and out, it's, it's a lot more difficult. But... If you hit the A button to drop the bomb, your plane does like a 1942 thing where it does a flip mm -hmm. towards the screen and the bugs won't get out of the way of that. I can't remember if the easy level has the golem at the end or if it doesn't. No. Okay. There's four tiers and on the fourth tier, it'll take one of the mini games and then it'll give you a hard version of that mini game as the boss. In the medium and hard stages, you actually get to fight whatever the witch's name is. I don't even know if she has a name, but she's a witch in the golem stage. However, if you defeat her on the medium tower, it'll inform you that, yes, you freed your friends, but I believe your brother is still captured. Yeah. The only way to get the true ending is by going through the hard stage, the hard tower, right. where, again, you fight the golem. Golem, very difficult. I, I believe yeah. on the medium stage, you have to shoot him like 250 times, which, oh, that seems easy, right? It's not easy. No, because he goes through different transformations and there's different parts of each and he's really cheap with his uh, with his laser beams and the type of stuff that he's throwing at you. And you have a very narrow path. Well, it's not really a narrow path. It's just that the stage doesn't seem as big as it should be because of how much he's shooting at you. Did we talk and about I this as a vertical game? No, we didn't. We didn't. 
Uh, the orientation of the screen is vertical. Which is important to this, Very this important. type of game. The game can get easier if you keep plugging quarters into it. What will happen is, well, the golem level is the easiest to talk about. Instead of shooting him 280 times, you'll now only have to shoot him 250 times. Right. And then the next time that you lose at that, which you will, you can shoot him 200 <laughs> times and then 180 and things like that. And he doesn't shoot as much stuff at you the easier and easier it gets to beat the game. I think you only fight the witch on the hardest level. I don't think she comes down. I think you just beat the golem on this on the medium. Okay. I could be wrong. But I would recommend starting out on the easy level to get used to the different games and then maybe skipping medium and, and going into the hard. Whatever you feel satisfied. I didn't feel satisfied unless I saved my my stupid brother. You know? <laughs> I just didn't feel satisfied. Well, it's good about emulating this is you can keep going back. And with easy, you can see which games you're better at. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you do go to the hard level and it gives you a selection of four, hopefully one of those four is something that you're familiar with and you're actually good at playing. Indeed. Ah, there was also a cherub that shoots oh, apples. With, you have yes. to shoot the correct apples. And that was cute. There's a tiki level to a totem pole. You got to shoot a certain amount of totem poles down to blow up all the levels of the totem poles. Maybe there's a stack too high or three high of totem poles, and then you, you shoot those down. And then everything else is like pretty much re-rigged Namco shooters. So if you're a fan of polygon monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> which really, really Who don't is? have anything. I don't know what they have to do with the game except going into the towers and opening the doors. Is it just me or the two, you know, the two Muppets? They're not Muppets, but the two guys from Point Blank. Mm-hmm. Are they the handles of the doors that open and shut? Oh, geez, I don't know. I think their faces are the knobs. Ah, I have to go back and look because I definitely will play this game again. Yeah. You know, it's one of those MarioWare type of games. That- you like shooters and you like point blank and you like WarioWare, like you just said. Yeah. Play this game. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. Play it with a friend. You're going to have even more fun. And you don't have to worry about figuring out some light gun. You can use a joystick. You can use a joy pad. I wouldn't use a keyboard, but really accessible. It's a lot of fun. The analog stick on the Xbox controller is awesome for the volcano level where you oh, have to. forgot about that. Cycle the joystick oh around to God, build up the lava explosion. And I thought you'd love that, too, because that has the UFOs. Yes. So that level, you have to make the volcano very mad and angry and mm-hmm. get his power level up by, like you said, spinning the joystick around Yeah. and then waiting for the most UFOs to get above you and then blowing yourself up and then restarting again to, to crank yourself up. I don't think I cleared one of those levels. I think I got close. That one's tough on medium. It's tough, yeah. So much good in this game. Have fun. Yes. Have fun, kids. All oh, right. by the way, how about Giant Media Ball? We never oh. even talked about Giant Media Ball happening. Giant Media Ball, we're still looking for more shows. Right now we have We Talk Games, which is available in our We Talk Games feed, also available in our Giant Media Ball feed, because we like to split our audiences and look like we don't have a lot of listeners. Um, (laughs) You can also find some of our breakout bonus levels in there. When that happens, they'll be listed on the calendar. There's Wiggly's Book Club, which is a new regular edition every other week. That will happen, hopefully. And then A Wiggly World is sporadic, because A Wiggly World is the close to a live show besides this show wiggly world is you get it right after i close the mic up and hopefully we'll get a lot more involvement with giant media ball because it is giant and right now it's just a ball it's medium media ball so let's get that giant going all right and now here's tt schmookins with next week's we talk games video power magazine arcade weekly arcade game audio clue 
Hello, I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dude. What's your clue for next week? No matter what this game tells you, kids, don't touch hypodermic needles. <laughs> My clue's gonna be, I didn't know Dave Bautista made a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody. Those clues are great. I'm sure you know exactly what game we're talking about. I'm sure you've never, ever heard of this game. And I hope our show isn't as shitty as this game. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. See you later. Oops. I can smell your cunt. Beak.